friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. <sighs> Let's do it. Let's do it today. Episode recap. Let's get in. Look at us just jumping right in. Look at us. All right. So this week we watch season five, episode 10, titled mm-hmm. The One With The Inappropriate Sister. Okay. My phone keeps moving sideways. Awesome. Um, written by Shana Goldberg Mihan. Directed by Dana DeValle Piazza and originally wow. aired on December 17th, 1998. Monica maneuvers Rachel and Danny into dating, but Rachel has second thoughts after observing Danny's unusually close relationship with mm. his sister. Yes, yes, yes. As yes, well as other as, things, but apparently that's all they want us to know about. Yes. Um, okay, so we kick off this episode with a soft open. Ross is super bored in the apartment because he's obviously still on sabbatical from his job and he has reorganized the fridge meats and dairies on the bottom, which has absolutely nothing on it. Fruits and veggies in the middle. There is one apple and expired products on the top, which is (laughs) such a bachelor, such a bachelor fridge. That's so funny. Yes, it's absolutely full to the brim. Could not fit anything more on that shelf. Now, he mentions to Joey that he's already done, like, a bunch of things, um, like, a bunch of errands. And Joey seems to think that that is several days' worth of errands. He's like, haven't you never had a job before? you got to, like, space those things out. Um, and, and Joey sort of forces Ross to chill out. So he puts him in the recliners like he does with Chandler. And they, like, you know, recline back and kick the feet up. And he's like, okay, let's let's do this. And so he prank calls Chandler at work, which apparently he's been doing for six months. Okay, don't you think Chandler would recognize his voice? I mean, I know he, like, kind of sounds higher pitched like a woman, but I feel like if you know somebody and you live with them for long enough, like, you would know their voice even mm-hmm. when they're trying not to, like, Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I would agree it just with seems that. weird. Um, yeah. But did you notice the shark that was hanging above the stove? No. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little toy shark and like where Aww. the where like the vent would be on a yeah. um, like what is it like a range head? Um Yeah. Like there was a little like toy shark hanging from it. I couldn't That's great. I couldn't stop looking at it. I was like that's hilarious. That's so great. Oh, I love that. Um okay, so then The main episode, main part of the episode, we start off in the cafe. It's very much Christmas time, you can tell. Um, And Phoebe has volunteered to be a donation collector with her bell in her bucket. And she got stationed outside of Macy's, which they don't normally give to a rookie. But they did so because she told them that she could sing Merry Christmas in multiple languages, which she definitely lied about. Yeah, she very, Um, very obviously told them, like, obviously I lied about this. Yeah, she's like, obviously I lied. Um, I love Chandler's sanitai. I thought it was so fitting. Okay, and very just, much what people would have worn in like the yeah. late nineties, early two oh, yeah. thousands. It was perfect. I I love the um the whole like decor of the cafe. There's just something about like the cheesy Christmas, like over the top decoration. I freaking love Christmas. Man. I love it. I absolutely love it. And Monica yeah. looks so good. As I'm sure we will Does say okay. every every episode. But no, she's wearing this like, it's like a tight sweater, like a, a fitted sweater almost. 
but it's like multicolored, but they're like darker colors, like darker green, red. And it's just really, I don't know, the way it like fits her, it's just like very slimming. Not that she needs anything to help her look slim because she's a stick, (laughs) but it it looks really good. Um, And her hair is like straight and I don't know. I was like, Monica, stop. But yeah, I would agree. Um, There's one goof that happens in the beginning of this when Phoebe sits down. Um, She like goes to take off her coat and then like a couple seconds later, it shows her coat fully back on and then like it pans away and pans back and shows her coat like half off again. Um, okay. So it's like in between takes of like her coat was off, her coat was on, her coat was off. But, mm. Yeah. Good catch. Good catch. Um, now Danny comes in and Rachel th- seems to think like he's just pretending not to be interested still. Um, when he gets his coffee, he comes over and Rachel tries to get the group to play into her game of pretending they've forgotten who he is. Which they definitely don't do. They're like, hey, Danny. (laughs) But she she does do that. She's like, oh, oh, Danny. As if like, it's just so petty. And Monica has sort of had enough. And so she asks Danny on a date for Rachel, which at first Rachel is first mortified, then sort of shocked, then mad, and then thrilled. It's sort of a range of emotions with Rachel. Yeah, for sure. So then um, Joey, we catch up with Joey. Joey is at his agency talking with two, uh, talking with Estelle about losing a part that was totally him. It was like the very definition of who Joey was, but he lost the part to a woman. And literally he's like, I'll take anything else. And she was like, well, I'm sure you're going to say no because you already have. So gay porn, which apparently she's obviously approached him with several times before and he has obviously said no to several times um very quick scene very quick catch up with estelle yeah and we kind of move on it was kind of weird it was like oddly placed yeah i i agree because we don't really do anything specific with joey moving forward no i think like the only thing that it really ties into is like he still doesn't have anything so it kind of like right. ties into that unemployed like with ross creation it's like you could have done without that scene yeah totally agree like you didn't have to show me that he got didn't have work you could just right like you didn't have to you could have wrote it in the dialogue so true for that one like 30 second scene although i'm sure she appreciates the 30 cent um paycheck that she gets for (laughs) Well, it residuals me, it makes me wonder if there was like because you know how like sitcoms like this like they take they always so cut. much and they cut yeah. a lot out it makes me wonder if she had more in that episode and then they decided not to use it that could very much be the case yeah um so we catch up with phoebe again we we pan back over to her she is out there doing her thing spreading joy and monica comes to see how it's going um, Monica planned on giving what anyone else would kind of give, you know, like pocket change, anything left over in order to support Phoebe. But then like Phoebe calls her out for having a new suede jacket, which was to make awesome up- looking. Yeah. To, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And she's doing it to make her like cough up some more money. And then yeah. she talks about her nails to make her cough up some more. And she's like, OK, but this is like all I have. <laughs> One thing I've noticed a lot in this show that I really appreciated and it kind of like it dawned on me in this episode is that when one of the friends is out doing something, someone from the group inevitably comes to support 
that person yeah. in one way or another. And I do love that because, you, like, it just, that means it's sacrificial. Like, what if Rachel, or what if Monica wasn't at that part of town? You know, like, if you think Manhattan Macy's, like, that's that main one. But what if she wasn't in downtown Manhattan? What if she was somewhere else, you know, and she, like, had to go out of her way to go see Phoebe? But it, like, happens throughout the episodes quite frequently. And I really appreciate that about the show. Yeah. Um, Another guy, while they're sitting there kind of, you know, going back and forth on this, like you have more money to give. Another guy donates, but he needs to make change for the bus and the exchange just doesn't go well. And when I tell you that when he said, um, I'm poor, I I felt that down to my core. I was like, I get you, man. I get that. Like you would donate, but also it would serve you as well. <laughs> She's like, this is supposed to go to the poor. And he's like, I'm poor. It's <laughs> like, I get that, man. I get that. Phoebe very much stares him down, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Back at the guy's place, Joey's complaining to Ross about the par, and Ross encourages him to do something for himself about it. Um, Did you spot the creep mannequin in the background that has never been in that apartment before wearing a Santa hat? Yes, so I noticed that. It was, like, full-on man. Yeah, and then also, like, I don't know if you noticed in the window above the the couch, there was a Santa looking in. Which is, like, so Joey and Chandler. Um, so creep. And it, it made me, like, do a double take. I was like, is there, a, is there a Santa looking in that window or am I crazy? And there was. Yeah. Yep. Nope. You saw it. I um, was just so struck by the mannequin because yeah. he was, like, full of features and details. It yeah, was It was weird. weird. Um, like, where did they get that? <laughs> who knows? Joey. Maybe Macy's. Maybe Phoebe brought it home. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Um, the Magna Doodle says, or doesn't say anything, it just has stick figures handing out presents mm. in front of a tree. Aw. Yeah, it's kind of cute. That's sweet. I love that. Um, well, Joey, Joey isn't very optimistic about his ability to do something like write his own play, because that's kind of like what Ross recommended. But because Ross does not have a job, I mean, he's on sabbatical. He offers to help him by making up a schedule that Joey, like, must stick to. And so we're going to catch up with that in a little bit. We bounce over across the way to the girl's apartment, and Rachel comes home and tells Monica that she saw Danny with another woman um, on the subway and, like, totally blames Monica for it. Rachel seems to think that everything was going according to plan and that Monica meddled. Um, and that's why, like, this is all happening. And Monica is so annoyed with Rachel about the plan. She's like, oh, my gosh, the plan. And so they kind of banter about it, like, bicker about it back and forth. And Rachel finally, like, says, like, okay, the new plan is to go on the date. Like, she has finally, uh, like, made a new plan in her brain that Monica's like, great. And you got the whole time from Monica based on the very first part of that scene when she's coming out, like, kind of wrapping her robe as she walks that something is afoot and we very much see the resolution of that as soon as Rachel is in her bedroom and the door kind of closes Monica signals Chandler to book it across the room to leave but just as the like door closes on him he bursts back in to give her a really quick kiss and then like leaves again I thought it was a very funny quick scene but also shows like great sentimentality when he like comes back to give her a kiss i thought it was very sweet 
Yeah, I like that they included a little something because, uh-huh. you know, it just, like, helps continue their, like, storyline. Yes. But it was, Agreed. Yeah, it was really sweet. They're so cute together. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Now, Joey across the room again, or across the hallway, is making progress on his play while Chandler is sort of, like, bouncing a ball off of a spoon into a bowl. And Joey challenges Chandler to move the bowl back further, um, which Chandler totally fails at the first time, like, greatly. And he invites Joey to join him, but he's like, I need five pages before Ross gets home. It literally looks like he has, like, five words total on the page. Like, it, yeah. it does not look like it's going well for Joey. And then Chandler's like, just take a quick break, play, and then go back to writing after. So he kind of agrees to do it. And Joey ups the ante, and we find out that, like, the whole wall is spackled over. And I had to think, like, okay, and even, they didn't mention this at all, but add in when Monica was looking for that electrical link to the light switch, and I definitely see what Joey is saying. Like, between their games and Monica, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, remember when she cut a bunch of those holes in the wall and covered them with, like, coloring pages? Yeah. I'm like, I definitely can see how, like, Joey came to that conclusion between the two of them. Yeah. Um, anyways, when he punches the wall. Yeah. So he does that, and he leaves this giant hole, and then later it in the episode. It so easy to punch through. <laughs> it did. And then later in the episode, like, we see that wall again, and the mm-hmm. hole is gone. So there's just, mm. like, a continuity error in that, like, if you punch a hole in the wall, you should leave it there, at least for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Unless they spackled it really quick, like, real quickly. Yeah, which I guess if Ross is bored, he probably would have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I made the point, but I think you made the better point. <laughs> you're right. We wrapped it up. <laughs> yeah, if I made the point, you drove it home. There we Look go. at us. Look at us coming into the fullness of our hosting abilities. Love it. <laughs> it only took um, five and a uh, half seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so back with Phoebe. She's at it again. Um, But this time, it goes very poorly. One lady puts her trash in there. Another throws in a cigarette butt, which causes a small fire. Phoebe acts very quickly when a passerby walks by with a beverage, which Phoebe grabs and throws on the donation fire. And it bursts into flames. And she's kind of, like, shocked by it because she was expecting it to be, like, you know, water or something. And then she kind of smells it. She's like, it is nine in the morning, um, which alludes us to the fact that it was indeed alcohol um, that that guy was drinking. So it's a really quick scene, but is there anything else? No. In that one? Okay. So back up in the guy's apartment, Ross is evaluating Joey's work. Um, and I was almost right because Joey has about two short sentences. However... He did create several pages of the official rules of Fireball while playing with Chandler, who is still putting out a fire in his room somehow. And Ross, like, really calls Joey up, like, to who Joey wants to be in this moment. Like, he kind of gets this, like, indignation, like, this righteous indignation for Joey. He's like, come on, man. And, and like, while he's... While he's doing that with Joey, he's, like, also berating Chandler at the same time. Yeah, so, like, on one side of his mouth, he's like, go, Joey. Like, I'm I'm trying to, like, call you up to be better. And then on the other side of his mouth, he's like, and how dare you, Chandler? Like, he's so mad. And Ross picks up what we assume is the game ball, like, to keep it away from Joey and finds it very hot, which is what Chandler 
like afterwards clues him in on with the burnt oven mitts um like hey why do you think i'm wearing like oven mitts and you can clearly see the black places where we were holding this fireball did you notice that on like whatever it was on top of the entertainment center that there was like maybe a maybe like an elk head skeleton like those deer head skeleton things that people like to decorate their house but on it was a piece of paper that said 50 and I wonder if it meant like 50 points probably so this thing like spanned throughout the whole apartment and I wonder if there was ever a scene like explaining any part of the game to explain the fact that there was like a 50 clearly just taped on there like it wasn't a set piece it was it was for the scene yeah you're probably right I didn't catch that but you're probably right yeah. Um, okay, so finally, we catch up with Rachel. Her and Danny are coming back from the date that they had, and they kiss outside. It went really well, and he, like, goes for it. So, like, good for him. Yeah. Like, at this moment, you're kind of like, okay, I can kind of forgive all the previous dislike on my part I can kind of start to forgive it because he's like very intentional about it very sweet about it like it looks like a good kiss and he's like I would invite you in but my sister's staying she's probably asleep on the couch and Rachel like realizes like oh it was your sister like she's finally putting the pieces together very grateful that it's a sister um but the sister opens the door she is awake and all of a sudden, we are somehow whisked into another dimension where siblings act more like couples. And Rachel is very confused. Yeah, as as is everybody watching, probably. The look, like, when I came to myself after watching the scene and I felt the look on my face, it was, it was a very disgusted, it was contorted in a very, like, disgusted manner. Yeah. And it only gets worse from here. Yeah, like, and like that was the mildest this was, of all of it. This was like PG. This was like yeah. PG rated. It gets worse. Um, so back back at the girls' apartment, Phoebe is super mad about how there's like no respect for the bucket. Um, but she's still gonna like she's gonna pull out her street Phoebe persona in order to make people respect the bucket. So like. She makes this huge announcement and then like she's going on to her next shift. So she leaves. After she leaves, Ross and Monica are there with Rachel. And so she's like, hey, can I ask you guys something? She asks them about wrestling. And both of the Gellers agree that they wrestled. Um, And, you know, they banter about it back and forth because they're both very competitive. But Rachel's a little relieved that it's normal. But then they very much clarify that they don't wrestle now. And Ross uses this chance to throw kind of a dig, which Monica takes as a challenge. And they wrestle and they have this whole, like, neck hold, hand hold, like, slap, 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 slap. And then they, like, go! And then, like, break right into it. Very hilarious. Very funny. I love seeing them like this because you never outgrow, like, being a sibling. It's hilarious. Okay, so, for one, Danny and his sister weren't wrestling. They were tickling each other. Which is so different than wrestling. Um, But also, as somebody who has only brothers, I cannot remember a time where I ever wrestled with my brothers. They wrestled each other because Mm. they're boys. But I can't... I mean, we we would, like, playfully slap each other. But, like... Okay. I don't... That sounds really weird. Like, like we wouldn't, like, act... (laughs) 
you know what I mean? Um, I get it. But like we wouldn't wrestle. So I just, and I mean, everybody's different. Every sibling relationship is different, but I just don't, that just was really weird to me. I was like, this is not something that like brothers and sisters do. Yeah. 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 They make a very clear point. And she's like, great. Thanks for clearing that up. And she like kind of (laughs) leaves. Yeah. Um, so then across the hall again, Chandler is like comes out of the room announcing he's ready to go to the game. But Ross tells him that Joey isn't going because he needs to do his five pages. And we find out from Joey that tomorrow he's redoing his five pages from yesterday because they didn't reflect his best work. (laughs) He like is very mocking about it. He's not happy. Um, Chandler is trying to get Ross to relax because he knows he's bored like, he's like, you're just bored because you don't have a job. And he, like, explains the whole sabbatical thing again. But Ross chalks it up to, like, friendship. Like, I'm trying to help my friend. Um, and he's like, by being a, what did he say? He called him, like, a name or something. He's like, and if you're gauging friendship by that, then you're a great friend to me. Like, Ross is very, they are bickering back and forth. Yeah. And Ross ends up just ripping up the tickets so that no one can go and so that it's no longer an argument. Um, which gets Chandler and Joey, like, very frustrated. Um, um the Magna Doodle in the scene has changed yeah. to a beach landscape. Ah. So I think Ross is just very bored and is changing it every day. Um, also, while Ross was very diligently cleaning the foosball table. Yes. On the wall behind him were, like, these tribal faces. Um with like long hair like like only thing i could think of is like they were made in like india or somewhere okay. overseas like they looked like tribal masks in a sense mm-hmm. um and i'm wondering if that was like ross's like some mm. museum piece that he wanted to hang up but they were just like oddly placed on the wall behind him yeah i wonder if we see those ever again i don't know but then i noticed when they were fighting over, you know, who's the better friend of Joey's. Um, there was a Furby sitting on the microwave. Did you ever have a Furby? <laughs> Those um, things were the creepiest. You know, I think I always wanted one, but I'm not sure we ever actually got one. I cannot remember. You're lucky. You Those, did? Yeah. Those things, they're they are fun at first, but then but they just... But did you want one? I like did. You wanted one, didn't you? I did want one, yeah. And I got one for like Christmas or something. And they're fun at first, but they don't stop. And it, and then it just turns creepy. Like, we, we would hide it. Like, my brothers and I would literally hide it because it freaked us out. And then it would just start speaking at the most random times because, like, the cat would bump it or the dog would look at it. I don't know. <laughs> it was sure. so creepy because it would, like, open its eyes. And, like, it's so oddly mechanical that you can, like, hear the eyes open. And you're like, what was that? It's really It was weird. I think I had friends who had them, so I experienced them, but in very moderate, like, very much moderation. Um, but, yeah, that's sort of the general consensus, isn't it? That it was, like, always the creepy thing. Yeah, because it was And just, you're like, right, like, whenever. the eyes were so, like, what? <laughs> like, you could hear every part of the mechanics yeah, for the eyes to open. Gross. For sure. It was weird. Uh, so, downstairs in the cafe, Danny and the sister have joined the group in the cafe, and the sister is telling... Um, like they're telling a story and then the sister tells Danny that he has to try this Boston cream pie donut. 
This whole scene is so uncomfortable. <laughs> My face while typing, it was like I was regretting every word I was having to t- like to type to surmise this event. So she she takes not one finger, but two fingers and scoops just the filling oh, no. of the donut that's on the plate into her fingers and he like grabs her hand and licks them off. <laughs> licks them off then she then goes then he like goes to be fed a bite like the way that she's presenting it to him and the way that he's like taking it into his mouth it's so gross it's so disgusting and i was so uncomfortable watching it it. i was so uncomfortable it felt like i was not supposed to be there to view this yeah and then like he drops some of the filling on his pants Mm. Which mm-hmm. the sister immediately goes to work at, like, rubbing it off of his pants while he just Chandler's sort of, like, face. lean backs and sits down. Chandler's face was, like, went from, like, what is happening to, oh, my God. <laughs> he, I literally wrote the friends watch in horror. <laughs> yeah, all of them. It was the most uncomfortable scene of this entire series. 1,000%, yes. I don't think before or to come there is anything that will challenge the intensity of the grossness of the scene. Like, if we had an anti-favorite scene, this would be it. Yep. This is even worse than the scene later to come because that's more like you just kind of can kind of imagine whereas this one it's actually happening in front of your face and you you are being forced to watch it yeah yeah so i was so uncomfortable so let's let's leave this horror scene and go back to phoebe now phoebe is very quick scene but phoebe has added a bunch of signs to her donation thing Yes, I, to help ward off all the ill-intended people. Yeah, so I, I I wrote down every one of them. So you know, I trusted that you would. I didn't because I was like, I hope Llewellyn writes these down. So well done. Look at us again yes. hitting our stride. So there's one that says respect the bell, no loud music. Um, I have no Macy's info. We are not a bank. We are not a urinal. And please don't invade my personal space. That's a lot. Yeah, there were a lot of signs, some of them a little bit more damaged than others. I could kind of appreciate the one that said I have no Macy's info. Because that one I'm like, I could see how like maybe an old lady would walk up and be like, when do the when does a store close? And you're like, I literally have no idea. I'm just here for my shift. Yeah. Like it's not associated at all, you know? Yeah. The other ones are just real intense. Like Phoebe has come out, come out swinging on this one. She is very strict with the people that are wanting to donate. She has to look at the donations before they go in. She's like judging them as they're doing it. And then when this when these people come near, you can tell that they're sort of observing her. She like makes a big scene and the guy's finally like, hey, so we've been getting a bunch of complaints and we're going to replace you. We're going to put you down at like a different station. And so they replace her with another person and she has to. She has to give up her spot, her prime spot, which I'm sure they are regretting giving to someone who said that they spoke multiple languages. Yeah. Um, one of the, I think it's the old lady that she uh-huh. um, was inspecting her coins and she verbally rejects a Canadian coin 
But then if you watch her, she proceeds to toss it right into the donation bucket. So she oh, really? rejected it, but then I don't think she realized where she was tossing it, and it went right into the bucket. That's hilarious. I did not notice that. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay, so back to Danny and Rachel. We catch up with them. They've gone on another date. And before they even go into the house, Rachel is like, or no, they haven't gone on the date yet. She comes to like, they're going to go. And she's like, let's just skip all that. Um, let's talk about you. Or he's, she's like, you and your sister seem to have a special bond. And then he goes, oh, here we go again with the special bond. <laughs> Which then immediately tells us, and he says it too, but like it, we are immediately informed by that statement that this has happened before. This yeah. is not the first time he is hearing a woman that he's trying to date say that he has a special bond with his sister. Um, I called him Fabio in this, um, in my description. I said, apparently this is not the first time Fabio has heard his feedback or this feedback from women he's dated, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And he tries to bring it to like a level that simplifies it really like boils it down to like a closeness of family, which he can kind of like use to make Rachel think that she's being a little harsh because she doesn't really have the type of family that he does anyways that like she has two sisters. They're not close. One of them's barely like a good human at all. And, um, and we like, she almost agrees to let it slide, like almost agrees to allow him to chalk it up to like, we're just close until the sister peeks around the corner to tell him that the bath is ready. The bath. Yes. The bath. She's in there. Not his bath, the bath, meaning that both of them are going to get in the bath together. And Rachel is like, (laughs) I'm out of here. She immediately books it out the door. So disgusting. Yeah. So the final scene in the main part of this episode is back in the guy's apartment. Chandler and Ross are having it out. Like, finally, things are coming to a head with these two guys who are trying to do what's best for their friend. Chandler wants to have more fun. Ross is being kind of a stickler because he's bored. And Joey says he finished his five pages and wants the guys to act it out so that he can, like, see it and hear it. And as they do it, we come to discover that it's about the guys fighting. And when I say that when Joey wrote for Chandler, can I be more sorry? (laughs) I laughed. I, like, projectile laughed out loud. I don't even know a better way to say that. It was so, I had forgotten that he had wrote that in for Chandler, but it was so clever of the writers of the show to make Joey write a line that would be written for Chandler. Like it was so classic. Um, And he does a great job. Like they don't really realize it until like we were both trying to do what was best for our friend. And then they like, they realize and he makes them continue reading it just to get to the, like they apologize outside of the of the pages like in real life they look at each other and they're like i'm sorry man he's like yeah i'm sorry too but joey like makes them read to the end which is essentially them apologizing yeah. <laughs> and joey is very pleased um when chandler says that it took you like all day he goes no he goes no that only took me a couple minutes 
I took the rest of the day of uh, the rest of the day to create a new and improved fireball in which he whips out like a bowling ball and like one of those like fire like whatever they're called the um, yeah like fire torch thing yeah fire torch yeah thank you um yeah so apparently they have a new game of fireball to play anything about like the wrap up of the main part of the episode um just wanted to note to much of our pleasure this is the last appearance of danny oh that's great okay yeah so no more inappropriate scenes of this sister oh my gosh it's so crazy um all right so to wrap it all up the tag joey has taken his writing skills over to the girl's apartment and he's woven a tale in this in which they catch on very quickly to his schemes and say no they're like no joey gross he's like no but the hot guy's about to walk in which is obviously him um he thought he could get away with it he ain't gonna pull one over their eyes nope and that's the end of the scene so how or what was your favorite scene oh gosh um i i'm gonna be honest i hated this whole episode i completely forgot about this episode not hate is a strong word um I had forgotten about this episode, and after watching it, I was like, now I know why, just because it's, I don't really love it. Um, I think maybe the scene where Phoebe is, like, her last scene with the, um, the, the, what is it, the bell, when she was, like, yeah, the bell. just every time she'd go after that old lady, um, <laughs> like, anytime she'd walk by, and she's like, watch out for that one, like, she was doing something <laughs> terrible. Like a vendetta against her. Yeah, yeah. It was just funny, and it's very Phoebe, and I can appreciate yeah. that. That's good. I think mine has to be the scene with the the guys reading the play and Joey being like, I thought it was clever that Joey used his project to write something for the guys to make up for himself, so like see yeah. from his perspective that like both of them just love him and want him to succeed and want him to have fun in life too. Yeah. And um and just the fact that like if it could make me like laugh out loud that strongly, I was like that has to be my favorite scene. Um cuz Chandler like stopped and he paused and he kind of looks at me he's like could I be more sorry as if like it's just such a great way um to put that across. So, all right, episode rating. I can't wait to hear it now since you have already um, given us a little preview of your thoughts. Honestly, it's probably going to be a smelly cat. If I Wow. Yeah, I just don't like this episode. Yeah. Is it just because, like, the storylines aren't strong? I think so. Or you just don't like the storyline? I mean, I feel like the storylines really don't even matter in the grand scheme of things. It's like they just needed a filler. And, like, yeah, I guess it's good to see that, like, Ross is taking a break from work. Um, But, like, I don't know. It just, like, didn't... I feel like that's the only storyline that actually had any sustenance like him and joey joey and Chandler. yeah and yeah. like it wasn't even named after them it was named after danny and his silly sister um yeah but yeah i don't know i just don't i just didn't care for it i was like for for a semi-christmas themed episode like they could have done more yeah it's not very christmasy no um i mean i guess phoebe's part of it is really the only christmas part like, it's yeah. the only, like, illusion of Christmas. For sure. Um, I'll probably give this one... I'll probably give this one to Marcel. I'll go a little bit higher than you. Um, 
Like, I appreciated Ross, like, trying to do something for his friend. But you're right. Like, nothing throws it along. And this Danny storyline just completely freaked me out. It wasn't that the... So it's weird because the rating's not because the storyline wasn't strong. It was just I didn't like the storyline. Yeah. So it was more of, like, a personal preference thing. I thought, like, the way that they portrayed it was, like, they, they hit all the right things to make you feel. Because I felt how awkward that was for Rachel. Like, I was brought into the story. It was just, I just hated it <laughs> so much. Um, like, a visual, like, a visceral disgust response. So, so yeah, I, I'm ranking it pretty low, too. So, um, okay, post your wrap-up. Trivia! Okay. What was Monica's nickname on her high school field hockey team? Big Fat Goalie. Wow, you nailed that. You know why? Why? Because that's the trivia while the girls are going to lose their apartment and Chandler shouts it out. Nice. Or Joey shouts it out or someone. One of the boys like shouts it out. He's like, Big Fat Goalie. And Monica's like mad about it. Nice memory. <laughs> Thank I would you. not have remembered that. <laughs> um, okay. Which friend was shot in the butt by a twink- tranquilizer dart? <laughs> uh, Ross? Is it Ross? I don't know. I'm asking you. I think it's Phoebe. Oh! It's Phoebe. You might- yeah, you're right. Nice. Good one. So we both got one right. There we go. Good job. <laughs> Again, we're hitting our stride. This is our episode. I'm just going to name this episode the one where we hit our stride. Finally. Um, and then that's going to jinx us for the rest of eternity. So <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that. So it's nice to know you guys. Yeah, it was nice to know you. Um, okay. I have got some social media spotlight. Um, I have a bit, I have been a slightly more active on our Instagram just trying to post some funny, like, memes and stuff stuff I've seen. Not too many, mind you, but funny nonetheless. Um, we did get, um, and, I, and I, we have gotten some, like, responses from those, um, which we really appreciate you guys interacting with those, so thank you. Um, we did get a message from uh, Kimberly again. Hello, Kimberly. Um, Kimmy33 on Instagram. She said, this is really random, but I started listening to episode 112 while I'm driving in the car, so ignore my proper grammar as it is talk to text, which, mind you, Kimberly, I do literally all the time. I hear sometimes people like ragging on people who do talk to text. I'm like, I literally don't have to look at my phone and it's so easy. She said, but I just wanted to say that if I've won even remotely close to over 500 million, yes, I would be one paying off my student loans as well as saving up for a place to live. Saving up? Where do you want to live? You have over $500 million. <laughs> Saving up? Wow. I mean, unless your loans now, are $500 million. Okay. okay, you need to follow up with telling us, like, how much you're wanting to spend on this house. <laughs> and what is it going to look like? Where does, where is this house? And also, um, can we live with you? Because it sounds like you're going to have enough space. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to have, like, a castle in Scotland. So if we could just take the north, like, the or the east and west wings of the house, that would be great. Thank you. <laughs> you could be our permanent third friend on our, epi- on yeah. our podcast. Yep. Perfect. Done. Um, okay, she said, I'm in my 20s, but I really want to pay off my loans. And so that's what I would do, even though it's really boring. No, I totally understand that. But I would it's probably cry and call my... So yeah. Wise. 
She said, I would probably cry and call my best friend and tell her that I'm quitting my job that I have right now and I'm going to work, back to work my job with her. Oh, I love that. Kimberly, thank you for telling us. I love that so much. I want to know what house you're going to have to yep. save up to live in. Um, please follow up with us, LOL. Um, and then... Yeah, so that's it. Um, those that was it. That's our social media spotlight. Uh, Kimmy, Kimberly, love it. Thank you, girl. Um, okay, recommend to a friend, Llewellyn. Yes. Um, so I don't really know how you would buy this uh, unless you found somebody because <laughs> I bought this at a local place. But I mean, mm. we've said it before. Like, I think uh, Leanne and I both like to shop local um, and like small businesses because we enjoy, you know, supporting mm-hmm. people. Um, but I had a couple friends and I went to, they showed me a new coffee place that was nice. And then one of them is like big on plants. So she wanted to go to this plant store. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said before, I don't do plants. Uh, so I, I was going purely because I was trying to be a friend. And in this plant store, they happened to have like some other like trinket type things that like small businesses had like yeah. given them or whatever. And one of the things was like candles and I, I love candles. Um, mm. I always burn one when we do our podcast. I always, I almost uh-huh. always burn it when I'm in my room, like some kind of candle. And uh-huh. the one I'm burning right now is literally called bookstore. Like that's the name they named it. And the scents are leather, lavender, and Ooh. vetiver. I'm not quite vetiver. sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's like an essential oil type yep. thing. Um, yeah. But it literally smells like what you would imagine like an old book to smell like, um, which is not always a loved scent. It's definitely one of those that you smell it and like you have to enjoy that smell. Um, Mm -hmm. But it has like the perfect blend of the three of them. Like it's not overpowering on lavender, which I feel like can easily be overpowering. Um, And like the leather's not too strong, but like you get like kind of a mix of it. And if I leave my room, like right now, I can't really smell it. But if I leave my room and come back in, like my room will smell like a library. And I love it. Nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. So um, it's by some local place, Hippies Homemade Candles. That's what it's called. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. They don't like have an address or anything on it. But it's Hippies spelled exactly like you would think. Um, homemade Candles. I don't know if they ship. I haven't looked them up yet because this is... I just started burning this one, but um, yeah, bookstore scented candle. If you like the smell of old books, I highly recommend it. Love that. Cool. Um, uh, I've been like racking my brain to come up with one. Um, I think that I'm going to recommend. I'm like trying to think. Um. Yikes. Maybe maybe I don't have one. I, I do have one, though. What is it? Um, I'm just going to recommend... Uh, well, how about this? I'm going to recommend because... Think... Okay. As inspired by Kimberly, I'm going to recommend... Um, I'm going to recommend... You've taken like nervous. two minutes saying I want to recommend. <laughs> so what are you recommending? I'm, I'm nervous to recommend it. Okay, I'm going to recommend uh, Financial Peace University um, to get a 
like to help you get a grip on your finances. So if you find that you struggle budgeting or you find that you're maybe more of a free spirit person who has trouble locking down like where to put your money or if you have a hard time like saving for things that you know are coming up in the future, like you want to take a vacation, but you never quite have the funds just sitting around. So you take a vacation and put it on your credit card and then end up having to spend forever paying off a credit card and ultimately the trip ends up costing more because of interest over time. If you just have a hard time with that, I highly recommend Financial Peace University. Um, You can get that through the Ramsey Plus subscription um, uh, where it comes with all of the courses, all of the trainings, plus the workbook that you could either print out or just have access to it digitally. Um, watch all the courses and it gives you access into the budgeting app called every dollar. You could also get every dollar for free. Um, it just won't be linked to your bank account. So you have to manually put in like your charges. Um, so I'm just going to recommend that if you kind of need a wake up call when it comes to your finances and Kimberly, I'm not saying that you need a wake up call girl. I'm just, (laughs) I was just inspired by you. Um, cause like, you know, right now, um, the Biden administration has said that they're going to pay off up to, what, ten or $20,000 per person if they make under a certain amount per yeah. year. And I know that still has to be approved through Congress or the Senate or whatever it is. So if like it might not even be approved. And like I know that that will bring hopefully relief to like a lot of people. But $10,000 is not usually only the amount that you took school for. So just because 10000 is off the table doesn't mean that they're still not stressed on having to make a monthly payment. So if you kind of want to get ahead of your finances and and kick yourself into gear, find a friend to hold you accountable. And um, yeah, that's why I recommend. Nice. Uh, Ramsey Plus, Financial Peace University, every dollar. Recommend that to a friend. It's, yeah. it's so interesting that you just recommended that um, and that we're talking about like student loans in general. I literally just had a meeting today with like a financial advisor about my loans. Um, oh, yeah. And like walking through like what what it looks like to pay them off and like the different plans I could do and all of that. And so it's yeah. just because it's one of those things that like I've always known that I have these student loans, but I've never yeah. made enough to like have to make pay a payment. Uh huh. Which, it, and I'm I'm not claiming that I'm like super financially well off anyway because I'm not. I'm still figuring life out, you know. Um, yeah, same, same girl, same. Yeah, but <laughs> what am I doing? Um, my current job, like they offer this, um, this company basically, like they introduce us to this company that like helps walk through that. And so I had like my first meeting with them, and just like cool. half the stuff he said to me, I was like, I've never even heard any of this and like anytime I try to reach out to my like student loan provider I feel like I'm I'm met with like a brick wall and nobody wants to help me and he's like yeah that's exactly how everybody feels when they talk to them so that's like what we do is to help with it so it was okay very refreshing I'm gonna follow that up too and say if you have not seen um the documentary called borrowed future um, it's it talks about the student loan crisis like in America and just the idea that it's 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 sort of in in uh, it intellectually dishonest to say that we're going to forgive a certain amount of student debt while also still giving loans out like it just seems it seems to be like, OK, but that doesn't actually solve the problem. It just throws a band aid. Even though I'm so like, okay, but that is great that they are paying, like that they are proposing to pay off student loans. So I'm not like an advocate against 
debt forgiveness at all. Right. Like, for people to walk in freedom financially would be, I mean, it literally is a weight off of your shoulders. So I'm not even saying anything against that. Like, good on you. If you have the power to do that and people will approve that and it goes through, that's $10,000 for individuals that have previously felt the weight of $10,000. Yeah. But at the same time to then still be giving student loans to the degree that they are is just intellectually dishonest. And so if you've never seen the Borrowed Future documentary, it kind of exposes like places like Navient, um, places like Sally Mae, where you're not the only one that have experienced like, they'll literally like hang up on you in order to try and like, keep you like in the dark they won't really work with you like you're not the only one that experiences that and that's so shady and such a bummer that people don't work with integrity so yeah so financial peace university and then if you haven't seen the borrowed future documentary you can get it on itunes you can get it on the google play store whatever the equivalent is for google um highly recommend that i think it's like four dollars to rent it or something um and it shows you like real life stories of people who have like tremendous amounts of debt that they're trying to do and then the interest man the interest like keeps you just as just as you know grounded as the rest so anyways that's it i'm gonna stop talking because i just took 10 minutes to explain one thing so um next week we are going to cover the one with all the resolutions we're skipping right through christmas and right on into the new year at least for our friends not for us right right we're not even to halloween yet (laughs) we're not even to halloween All right, friends, we'll catch you next week on the Woman Friends Podcast.